And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode 368. We're coming at you from beautiful Chicago, Illinois, at the height of the corona apocalypse. And my name is Tom Harris. I'm your host. And this is the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin, as you well know. So I hope everybody is keeping well. A lot has been going on here over the last couple of weeks, despite the fact that I am self-isolating, including the fact that, yeah, corona has come to my building. Uh, so it's, it's even harder now. You know, I am kind of reconciled to the fact now that eventually everybody's going to get this thing. And I guess that what we really need to do is just kind of hope that we don't all get it at once and, and overwhelm everything. I myself have been dealing with a little bit of a cough. So yeah. And, and thankfully it's been about a week and a half since the cough started and it is, it is getting better. So anyway, so Hope everybody is staying safe and, of course, continue to do you know, what you're supposed to do. Social distancing, washing your hands, don't touch your face. I have a hard time not touching my face. <laughs> but, of course, I'm here by myself in my apartment and you know I don't really go anywhere. So, anyway. Uh, so, anyway, I hope you all have uh, stayed safe. And let's go ahead. Uh, we do have an issue of The Unworthy Thor to cover. So, let's go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar, you behold in breathless wonder the god of thunder, mighty Thor. The unworthy Thor, number three. It was came out in 2016. Uh, cover price, $3.99. Cover art is by Oliver Coypel and Matthew Wilson. Shows Thor fighting Beta Ray Bill. And there's clashing with, uh, you know, Beta Ray Bill, of course, has Stormbreaker. There's a big glow coming off of, of Stormbreaker. And the Thor, of course, is carrying his axe, Yarnbjorn. I don't believe that this scene happens anywhere inside the issue. Oh, maybe it does. But anyway, uh, we have the Collector kind of looming in the background. And apparently he is part bird because he has sprouted feathers from the back of his neck. At least that's what it looks like in the cover. Nonetheless, the cover is quite gorgeous because it's Koipel. And Koipel is a great artist. We open up to the splash page or credits page where we have the credits. Jason Aaron was the writer. Kim Yacinto or Jacinto and Oliver Coipel are the artists. Matthew Wilson was the colors. Uh, letterer and production VCs, Joe Sabino. Variant cover artists are a bunch of people we don't really care about. Assistant editors, Charles Beecham. Editor, Will Moss. Executive editors, Tom Bervort. Editor-in-chief is Axel Alonzo. Chief creative officers, Joe Quesada. Publishers Dan Buckley and Alan Fine is the executive producer. Thor created by Larry Lieber, Jack Kirby, and Stan Lee, not necessarily in that order. 
And we have a little summary here. Recently, the Odinson crossed paths with a being known as the Unseen, who shared an intimate knowledge of Odinson's fall from glory in a tale of another hammer hidden on old Asgard. Odinson raced to the ruins of his former home, but found the entire realm missing. In its place was his friend, Beta Ray Bill. The reunion was cut short, though, when the two were set upon by mysterious warriors. Though the heroes fought valiantly, they did not prevail. Now the Odin son is not only unworthy, he is also the captive of the Collector. Meanwhile, a mysterious figure offers to bring an imprisoned Thanos, the Other Hammer. Title of the story is The Sin Unpardonable. And we start our story with Thor in battle, fighting against all these various soldiers that the Collector has here. And he doesn't have a weapon, he's just kind of fighting them on his own. And we get a little bit of his inner monologue here in the captions. Every day, with every breath, I am reminded of my current plight, brutally reminded, and of how helpless I am to reverse it. Once I was the lord of thunder and the raging storm. Now I am the god of whimpers and whispers. Once I could see, now I am blind. But I do not blame the one who felled me with his words, or the madman who holds me prisoner, because I know deep in my guts they are right. I never deserved to be worthy in the first place. Never did. Never will. And while he's saying this, we get kind of a montage of various parts of the story that have gone on before. We see a girl Thor, and she's saying, Thor, I'm truly sorry. And then we have the, the unseen who comes to Thor, and he says, There is another, another hammer. And we basically see him striving to be Thor, you know, to, to, to be worthy, etc. And yeah, so basically, he, we'll recap. Anyway, uh, so we begin the story proper with Thor kind of having been knocked down by the soldiers and they've got their like electric spears and that kind of thing. And they're gathering around him and the guards are saying, drag him back to his cell, put him in more chains this time. But we put him in more chains the last time. Then put him in all the chains. And they go dragging him off. And we hear uh, Thor uh, thinking, Worthiness was a cruel dream. All I am truly worthy of now is misery. And we see Thor in his cell. And it doesn't look like he's in all the chains. But there are a few chains. And they're shackling him. And uh, he's got like a collar thing on where we have at least three chains that are attached to it looks like maybe maybe more than that but at least three um and he's just kind of sitting there on his knees and he's in a electrified cage sort of of bars and there's a uh a voice coming from the cell next to him and it's saying uh hurry beard boy do me a favor let me eat some of your fingers come on don't be a stupid jerk bastard all you do is lose at fighting. Don't need fingers for that. Stick a few through the bars. Whoever you are, you can go to hell, says Thor. Huh, I would if I could. Hell's got problems, same as any place. But it's still home. And we see what this thing is, and it's a big old dog. A big old dog with glowing red eyes. It looks kind of like a Rottweiler pit bull thing um not not like any kind of real dog but it's got a little short stumpy tail and it can breathe fire anyway so uh, thor says home 
You're a man of the underworld? Man, grrr. You're lucky we're in cages as guardian meat, or you'd be saying goodbye to your entrails. Ain't no tail as two-legger. I'm a hellhound. Greatest of all hellhounds, son of the hell wolf himself. Across the ten realms, they know me as the Death Ripper, the Devil Dog, the atrocity that walks on four legs. But, grr, your brother, he, er, he named me Thorry. Of course he did, says Thor. Rest assured, Hellhound, you are better off in this cell than in the company of Loki. And we have a reference here to uh, Journey into Mystery 632, which we haven't yet covered, but we will. Wasn't with Loki when these jerk bastards dognapped me. Was with a friend of your sister's on Midgard. This is a reference to Angela, Queen of Hell, number seven, which we probably won't ever cover, but anyway. Devils help me, I do miss the land of Brooklyn. Stupid collector was happy to have collected a hellhound. Won't be happy when I rip his soft belly open. We met once. I wanted to murder your face. Murder! Didn't think I should have now, thinking about eating your goat. And we see the goat uh, is, is sitting out here outside the cells, and he is also chained up. Uh, we have lots of uh, chains here, uh, knock, knocking Toothnasher down here. Um, and there's a whirring noise, which is, I guess is um, the goat noise. More likely, Toothnasher will eat us both if we do not escape this place. You're bad at escaping, bad god. Bastard guards everywhere. No way off this stupid space boat. I do not have to make it off the ship, says Thor, and his eyes are kind of glowing red here. I just have to reach the hammer. And he has, rips his collar off and uh, is free, apparently. Yeah, they, they didn't put enough chains on him, I have to say. And Thor grabs the bars, and they're going, Grrr, and he, they're kind of trying to electrocute him. And he's, he's in his head, he's envisioning this past scene here of, of him and, and Odin. Father, look. I can almost... What in the name of boar do you think you're doing, boy? Unhand that weapon at once. That hammer was never meant for the likes of you, Thor. And uh, we shift to the guards, and they are aware that Thor is trying to break out, and they say, Here we go again. This one's more damn trouble than a pack of wild moon wolves. Hit him with the full charge. Maybe that'll shock some sense into his... And there's a giant crack. Whom? And the lightning coming from behind, and it is Bill. And he says, Odinson, my brother, are you ready to summon the thunder? And Bill is standing there all crackling with energy and walking up to the, the cage where Thor is. Beta Ray Bill, says Thor. I expect you've been enjoying the Collector's hospitality as much as I have. I finally managed to escape my cell and find where they'd hidden my beloved Stormbreaker. Come, we must make haste as more guards will be here any moment. Stand back from the bar, son of Odin. And Bill just shatters the cell with one blow. Asgard is here, my prince. I've seen it. The Collector stole the entire realm. Hi, let Thori out and I'll murder for you. Lots and lots of murder. And there's something else. A hammer, the likes of which I've never seen, with a power both strange and hauntingly familiar. And we get a flashback to the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill here after he has um, acquired Mjolnir from Thor back in Thor number 337. And we get a, a little piece of dialogue here. The hammer's mine and power enough to shake this planet to its foundations. And Thor yeah, was back in the present now. This way, my friend, says Bill. If we claim this strange new hammer, then perhaps we can. 
And Thor's like, the hammer. The hammer is mine! And he kind of lunges at Bill, and Bill is like, Odinson? And we shift scenes, and we're back to the guards, or several guards who are approaching the collector's ship, and they hear, uh, Retrieval shuttle 39424. You are clear for docking. Curators will meet you in hangar 115. Uh, the show, ship's coming in. The dispatcher's like, oh, what do we got? Don't know. There's no manifest filed for this one. Looks like we lost contact with them a few days ago. Last we heard, they were on a routine fishing mission somewhere in the Pegasus system. Great. If another space shark got loose and ate the whole crew, you're cleaning it up. I did the last one. Probably just a malfunction of the... And uh, they um, basically are impaled by some sort of spiky spiky stuff and uh, they're going gluck and uh, somebody comes out of the ship and it of course this uh, shrouded character who I'm pretty sure is gore I mean it, it's yeah I mean it, it, it's almost obvious but anyway we have a voice it's here how do you know says a voice I because I know the stench of Asgardian magic heh <laughs> Then you'll make a fine hellhound, won't you? Weed away then, dog. My deal is with Thanos, not his lackeys. Call me dog again and... Dog, you came begging scraps from the master's table, cowering and whimpering. What are you if not a beaten animal? And this is Proxima Midnight, who is one of Thanos' children, I believe. And there's another woman here who I'm not really sure... Oh, Black Swan, I guess is her name. And she's got these weird ribbon things, kind of like Angela has, so I'm guessing she's from that realm. But anyway, um, and she says, I believe what Proxima Midnight is trying to say is that your aforementioned deal with Thanos is contingent upon your delivering the hammer. So perhaps we should focus on that. Hmm? What Black Swan is trying to say is, lead on, dog. And we shift back to Thor and Bill fighting, and Thor's going, Grrr! And Bill's trying to stop him, obviously. He's like, Odinson, what in the name of all the stars has come over you? It's almost as if you're afflicted with warrior madness. And we have uh, Thor's uh, inner thoughts here. Warrior madness, what my father called the sin unpardonable. I think there was a story about that way, way back in the Lee Kirby run that we covered. Anyway... Um, yeah, so this fight is still going on and, uh, they're kind of going back and forth and basically Bill's trying not to harm Thor and Thor is not holding back at all. But, uh, we have Thor's thoughts here. I feel that berserker rage take control of me. Feel my mind consumed with wanton wrath. Feel my friend's throat being crushed beneath my hands and God's help me. I do not care. And he throws Bill aside into a wall and smashes a wall and a bunch of weapons and stuff. And uh, Bill drops his hammer and Thor encroaches on the hammer and he's, he's thinking to himself, the hammer, the hammer will cure all. Without a hammer, I am broken. I will be whole again, no matter what it costs. I will. And, um, a voice comes from uh, beyond as he reaches for Stormbreaker um, and his Proxima, and she says, I'll be taking that, and kind of slashes at the back of Thor's head with a spear, and he goes, Guh! and another, the uh, Black Swan blasts 
it looks like he, she's blasting Bill with her, her eye beams, so sort of shooting lasers out of her eyes and big explosion. Thors, of course. You Thors can never keep your hands off each other hammers, can you? And Bill goes, arg. And uh, we have the, the shrouded character here thinking, uh, the Prince of Asgard, I cannot let him see me like this. And uh, we're back at uh, the, the scene of the battle, and Bill is summoning Stormbreaker to him, and he's saying, Not sure about the one in the hood, but the others are Proxima Midnight and the Black Swan, the minions of Thanos. The list for suitors of this strange new hammer grows more dangerous by the moment. Odinson, are you? Her, says Thor. Just what I wanted to hear. And uh, the, the shrouded character goes, No! And tries to get breaking up the fight. What do you think you're doing, dog? says Proxima. You do not come between a swan and her prey, says the swan. I followed the wrong trail. That is not the hammer we seek. This one is but a pittance, not worthy of Thanos. I will show you a pittance, you, says Bill. And Thor's still going, Gurg. Come, our boon lies elsewhere. And the three of them kind of glow and teleport themselves away. And Proxima's saying as they go, I don't see the harm in still just killing them. And they're gone. And uh, Bill says, they're gone. That magic. There was something familiar about it. Odinson, are you all right? And we see uh, Thor's thoughts and his gore wearing a robe much like the robe of the person who just disappeared and uh, saying, uh, What will you do, little god, when you accept that chorus right on that grand and glorious day? What will you do? And (laughs) Thor turns away from Bill and and quiet, quieting down. Has your madness passed, Odin's son? And we shift scenes, and we are back at the hammer, the alternate Mjolnir. And uh, the, the guards are talking to the collector, and they're saying, The storm around it grows stronger by the day, Master. I do not know how much longer we can hope to contain its energies. If it continues growing at this rate, it will eventually tear the entire ship apart. That would be a fair trade, says the collector. Everything on this ship, including the lives of all aboard. For the hammer, I would gladly make that trade. With that weapon in my hand, I would have no more need for these trinkets and baubles. I would collect entire worlds. Not a bad idea, Collector, comes a voice from beyond. In fact, Thanos was thinking the very same thing. And it is, of course, is Proxima and is the Black Swan. And they're here and it looks like they've taken out the guards and are kind of confronting the Collector here. Thanos, I might have known... If the Mad Titan hopes to steal my property, he should have sent more than a few wenches. Him we are definitely killing, says Proxima. Be my guest, says the cloaked figure. And the two, uh, while Boxwan and Proxima are um, attacking the collector here. Although an elder of the universe is never easily trifled with, says the cloaked figure. And uh, the collector blasts them all with a blast of energy, a uh, very big glow, a big explosion. And uh, <clears throat> we, 
we have the, the cloaked figure here, and, there, and uh, he or she is looking at the, the hammer. The hammer, of course, is crackling with lightning, as, as it does. And uh, the cloaked figure is thinking, Such power. If I could have that weapon for myself, I wouldn't even need to help Thanos to reclaim my... Hammer sort of explodes with a crack-a-thoom, and a big crater appears around where the hammer is sitting, and it actually kind of takes everybody by surprise. And the, the cloaked figure is like, How? How did you do that, Collector? How did you unlock its secrets? That wasn't my doing, you imbecile, says the Collector. It senses him. He must be free again. He must be coming. Who? says the cloaked figure. Who do you think, says the Collector. And we shift scenes once again, and we have uh, Thor, and he has picked up a, a, a sword or knife or something, and he is cutting his hair so we see the long hair that he had before is being cut short, and he looks like he's giving himself a little bit of a beard trim as well. And uh, Beta Ray Bill comes up from behind him and, Odin, son, I freed your goat. This other thing insisted on coming as well. And, of course, is uh, Thori. Wait until you see how good Thor is a murdering. I'm happy to see you are yourself again, my brother. Myself, says Thor. No, not ever again. I owe you a thousand pardons, Bill. Nonsense, and my original offer still stands. If you desire this hammer, it is yours. You will need your hammer for what lies ahead, says Thor. Yes, speaking of that, there is a large horde of the Collector's guards coming this way. Are you sure you're ready for this? They think me weak because I am unworthy, says Thor. Let them. I am still a god, and more than a god. I am as guardian born, the blood son of Odin the lord of the storm and the raging thunder. And I'll be damned if I need a hammer in order to raise some hell. But this day I will claim one nonetheless, no matter how much blood I must wade through. So swears the unworthy Thor. And we have Bill and Thor and Toothnasher and Thori. And they are striding off to be continued. And that is the Unworthy Thor issue number three. And we'll be talking about this issue right after this message. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. Ant-Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto. So both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about uh, White Tiger? Uh, <laughs> Doc Samson. Who's he? Star Fox. That's a video game. <laughs> The girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we're back. And of course, we want to talk about the issue a little bit, as we always do. First of all, I like it. I, so far, this series has got kind of gotten me. I, I mean, I really do think that the story is pretty well told. We've got a little bit of a mystery going on. We've got a little bit of suspense here going on as far as, you know, can Thor lift the hammer, blah, blah, blah. And it's being dragged out in a way that is effective. At the same time, we do have a fair amount of decompression going on. So we've got a full-length issue. It's not taking a lot of time to read. Um, yeah, story-wise, I think it's fine, and I am enjoying it. So, yeah, so we'll see what happens in the last couple of issues. So uh, as far as the art goes, now we have this guest artist here, and I'm not really sure where Jacinto's 
uh, influence is because it all kind of looks kind of like just Koipel to me. I don't know whether this is that uh, Kim Jacinto has just done like layouts or what. It's not very clear, but I will say it's very consistent with the work that Koipel has done earlier in the series. So I like it. I mean, I don't think that there's a, a lot going on here that, uh, you know, Koipel has added, but it could be a, a matter of just, you know, Jacinto doing rough layouts and then Koipel doing the finishes, or we could have a more complete type of penciling being done and then Koipel just inking it. You know, there are some minor stylistic things here and there that make me think, okay, yeah, there's another penciler working on this. But by and large, it's pretty consistent with what's gone before and is all the better for that. I mean, I, I like the way that this artist at least is um, is certainly equivalent. I think in some of the faces, uh, like the, the gore face and flashbacks, you know, it's a slightly different type of style, but it's it's obvious that this person is trying to keep to the way that this last couple of issues have looked before this one. So, yeah, I will say it's very effective. You still get this amazing energy that, that uh, Koi Powell brings to anything he works on, and it looks good. I mean, I think the, the issue in general uh, looks good as well as being kind of a satisfying next chapter to this short story that, that's going on. And I don't have a whole lot else to say about the story other than that. So um, this is kind of a short review and uh, yeah, again, continuing on with this series of, of short episodes. Um, anyway, so so far, The Unworthy Thor, two thumbs up. I th think it, it looks like a, a really good series and, and reads really well so far. All right. Uh, so as you know, next week we will be covering a mythology episode. I think it's our penultimate mythology episode of Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology, if not the last. I'm not really sure. It'll be interesting to see. I am looking for suggestions as to what to cover next as far as our mythology segments. I know I kind of did this way back in the day. You know, some people wanted to hear other types of myths like Greek myths, etc., etc. You know, I'm content to do that if that's what people want. So I'm going to put a poll up on the Facebook page in the next few days and we'll, um, yeah, probably before this issue airs, actually, uh, get some feedback on what you guys would like to hear as far as our mythology segments since we're starting to run out of, of Gaiman's Norse mythology. I'm sure that there are other collections of Norse mythology out there, but I guess my question is, do we really want to hear the same stories again for a third time? As always, of course, your input is appreciated. And with that, it is time to go back over the Rainbow Bridge back to Midgard. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast, and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard. <laughs>